Welcome to episode 105 of the BerlinBrigade.com podcast. I am your host, David Guerra, member of the Berlin Brigade from 1985 to 1987. Via the 3rd Platoon, Alpha Company, 6th Battalion, 502nd Infantry, Berlin Brigade, U.S. Army. Hey everyone, how are you? It's been a while. I uh, hope everything's going great with you. It's fall and uh, it's still rainy out there and tropical storms here, tropical storms there. And... Uh, cold weather in the central and rain and no no rain and a lot of fires in the west and it's just insane but hey i do hope everyone's doing well uh it's crazy times but hey you know what we're still berlin brigade and that's all that matters so welcome everyone welcome every um in today's i got ahead of myself in today's episode of the berlinbrigade.com podcast we're gonna an old friend sends us a message and share with you how you can send your messages and we answer some email and what else do we talk about? Oh, yes, we talk about Halloween in Berlin. So let's dive right into this episode. Einsteigen, bitte. All right. Well, you heard the man all on board. Let's get started. Okay, so if you remember back from episode 90, 93, our old friend Tom Williams drops us a new message about life after he and the 20th Combat Engineers arrived in Berlin as part of the Operation Long Thrust, as part of Operation Long Thrust. Now, Operation Long Thrust was an operation to augment and reinforce troops in Berlin just after the Berlin Wall went up. So, that's kind of let you know that, that time frame of when, when that was taking place. So, folks, take a listen to Tom Williams share his latest story, his update about life after arriving in Berlin. My name's Tom Williams, and I'd like to greet my fellow veterans of the Berlin Brigade and, of course, their families. If you remember the podcast, number 93, I described how my company came to be posted to the Berlin Brigade. In 1961 to 63, I was with Company A, 20th Combat Engineers at Andrews Barracks. The red brick barracks are no longer there. I don't know why they tore it down, but our mess hall, located to the left of the main entrance, is still there and is a canteen for German civil service workers. Civilians also can go there. I was in there the other day. The main thing about the mess hall was that we, at that time, no longer had to pull KP. Big shock for us. We were required to donate and I say donate $5 out of our $100 monthly pay for a civilian lady to perform our KP duties. Doesn't sound like much? Well, remember, a pitcher of that good old German beer only cost 25 cents in those days. When we arrived, we were pleasantly surprised with our quarters. Only four men to a room with radiator heat, my room was at the end of the building, facing the street and the chapel, which is still there. Our quarters were unbelievable because, well, we just came from uh, Fort Devens, Massachusetts, and we were living in those World War II wooden barracks with coal-fired boilers for heat and hot water, and on well, each floor, I believe, we had approximately 20 men bunked up there. Our lockers were placed between the bunks to give us the feeling of some privacy. 
at Andrews Barracks, down below our windows were the tracks, the streetcar tracks for number 74, which was the end of the line. I can still hear the clanging of the streetcar bell as it was ready to leave for another run into town, and I still remember the old wooden benches and the leather straps to hold on to if no seats were available. Now, how many of you remember this? I don't know if it was always like that, but when I was there, we were allowed to ride public transit for free if we were in uniform. But many times we ignored the rule when we were in civilian clothes, but no one ever complained because the Berliners really appreciated us being there, and which reminds me of something else, being ready and complaints. Windows in those days were pretty hefty. Now, so that we were ready to go into action, either real thing or alert, we were required every two hours in the winter at night to go out to the motor pool and start all motor vehicles and let them run for 30 minutes. And even then, we never got one complaint from the apartments across the street. I don't want to bend your ears too much, so I'll stop now. And if you wouldn't mind, I'll continue on another time. At the age of 76, I have this urge to tell my stories, which I had promised my wife, before I forget them. Until next time, a big salute. Yours truly, Tom. Well, thank you, Tom Williams, for sharing your story. The next part, and it raises some interesting questions, and and it got got us thinking. It got me thinking as I'm sitting there listening to it, and it's like, well, yeah, I remember that, or yes, that that did happen. We still could wear ride the uh, the subway and the buses with, as long as we were in uniform. And uh, well, there was some exceptions. At least there was one exception when I was there, and I'm not sure there were other exceptions when others were there. But for the most part. It got you thinking. So uh, I'll share some of that later on. And again, anyone, anyone, um, if you got, you know, you remember something about that situation or any other situations, uniforms, while you're riding the buses, uh, share it, share it. And folks, it, it's it's simple and it's simple. And I know I talked about it before and I kind of stopped talking about it. But um, it's time to share your story, time to record your story, whether you record it for yourself or you record it for everyone but you definitely have to record it for your legacy because we lived in a time, we served in a time, we were in a very unique place. And that's right, Berlin was unique. But we were in a unique time, a unique place in world history that will never, ever happen again. And it's because of that that we need to document this. Um, somebody was talking about not so long ago, I was having an email, exchanging an email conversation with somebody. And they were talking about how it's it's 2019. It's the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And now we're working on our second generation of of um, of individuals that were born after the fall of the wall and that have no recollection, no idea about it, have no true sense grasp. Oh, well, that's something grandma, grandpa, or in some cases, the older ones, the parents experienced. But for the most part, they're just it's just life. And that's good. It's good. Life moves on. And it's great that there's no Berlin Wall. But what about our story? What about what we lived through? What about what we did on the, on our side of the wall? But as uniquely, uniquely unique as in we were American soldiers or British soldiers or French soldiers or even Soviet uh, soldiers, uh, 
operating as part of this post-World War II agreement to be in Berlin. And that unique time, again, like I said, there's there's no occupied city in the world. And there probably never will be. So it's time to record our stories. So just bust out your iPhone or your new Galaxy Note, whatever, and fire up the memo, voice memo button or fire up the audio recorder app on your phone and get to recording your story. Yes, it's that simple. It's that simple. I know, I know. You don't have the time. Well, newsflash, everyone, none of us have time anymore. We're running out of time. All of us. I am. We all are. We just don't know when it is, but, you know, we're always, you know, it's always just one step ahead of us. So it is important that you make time, um, make the time. I do, I do my recordings early in the morning. Uh, this podcast is being recorded uh, Sunday morning, October 20th, real early in the morning, and I'll edit it in the afternoon and post it here in the evening. So again, just find a little bit of time and just record your stories. Hey, say, oh, I remember that. I remember this. I remember Christmas time in Berlin. I remember Christmas time at the barracks. Hey, I remember this about the Starlight. Or, hey, remember the Man Fitness Center? Things like that. Oh, parades at the Four Ring. And so on and so on and so on. But jot them down. Because one day we won't be here and our great-grandkids, our grandkids, they're going to want to know, hey, what did great-grandpa Dave ever do? What was it? What did he do in Germany? What did he do in Berlin? What was special about Berlin? And tell, share your story, folks. Because, again, it's your legacy. They need to know. They need to know what, how it really was. Not some sanitized version that they might see in a paragraph or two in their school books. No. And, and, and I'm being generous with that. Paragraph or two. That's really what it's being brought down to in, in school books. And I remember even like same thing with, with the Vietnam War. It's start, slowly starting to come down. I remember when I was in high school, um, Vietnam War had ended just a little while back. And it was... It, it filled up several pages because, again, they really went into detail. But now it's just just little notes, hints and tips of what's um, well, of what it was. Not not much anything else. So definitely time to make the time. So let's make the time, make the time. And if you need help, drop me an email, drop me an email, I'll send you a little audio clip or I'll send you a little video on what to do. But hey, let me know if you need help getting recording your story. By all means, let me know. So again, thanks, Tom Williams. Thanks to everyone that has submitted. Oh, speaking of last week's show, the episode 104, or not last week, but the week before, episode 104, we're still looking for anybody from the Aviation Brigade, uh, I'm sorry, Detachment, Aviation Detachment, to uh, reach out. So uh, let us know. Let me know. Take a listen to episode 104. Alrighty, so let's move on. Email from the email box, from the email inbox, email inbox. I uh, got one that said wanted to know more, more about their birth location. New contact message came in and uh, he says, I am trying to find, get information about my birth location in Berlin. My father was part of 3rd Battalion 6th Infantry and was stationed there from 56 to 59. Uh, the report of birth form FS240 only states U.S. Army Hospital, Berlin, Germany. He's visiting and would like to see it. Well, guess what? It's not a fully functional uh, hospital. However, you can go back. You can look it up. And uh, the, the actually, it still shows up on the Google Maps. It still shows up on the Google Maps. So by all means, take a look there. Now, it's probably not what you remember back in 56 to 59. I know you were just a young tyke, but um, or young little child, baby. 
and uh, but it might be a little different than your parents remember if they're still if they're still with us. Um, but go, you're going back to Berlin in May. So yes, you'll find it. It's still there. Look it up on Google Maps. It really truly is. And uh, if you need any more detailed information, by all means, I I'm just answering it on the surface because it really you just state you would like to see it. So yes, you can find it. Get out there and uh, take a look on the Google Maps, and you should have no problem locating it. Alrighty, next, another one comes in. Okay, here it is. This is a neat one. This was very interesting. Uh, new contact message. Hi, I'm trying to connect with other family members who worked in local national positions in Berlin to see if any information on what we were told about potential pension contributions when it came time to submit for our Social Security pensions. Is there a way to do that through your site? Well, no, unfortunately, not through Berlin Brigade. However, I like... Um, I did reach out to a former uh, employee, a uh, former family member that was a uh, employee there in Berlin, a civilian employee. And yes, there was some money set aside and there was some money. Uh, the only way you could get to that money was uh, you had to fill out some forms and there was all this and it came out as a lump sum. So it was pulled. It, it, it was pulled and it was removed from your paycheck, but it was not actually contributed to uh, Social Security that you had to do on your own. So um, there is a way to get to it, and there's a couple of things you need to do. One, I would recommend reaching out to the Social Security Administration directly. Now, the individual I spoke to, they did it prior to leaving Berlin. So they, they needed to take care of this, and there was a stack of forms they had to fill out and prepare and prior to leaving Berlin. So that's how they got that. And eventually, when it all cleared and everything, the money did come in. It came in as a lump sum, and it was um, it was reported, but it wasn't contributed so just understand that it's being reported, but it's not. it was not contributed. That was left up to the individual. I know times are different. Times were different. So now reach out again. It could be that it's going to be a direct contribution uh, just by filling out the forms. So recommendation, reach out to Social Security Administration, explain your situation, and then uh, definitely reach out to the Berlin city government. There should be something there uh, dealing with uh, former employees of the... Um, of, um, well, technically German, Germany or, or the city of Berlin. I'm not too sure how that was all being paid out. Um, other thing is also uh, reach out to the local, um, I wouldn't say the embassy in Washington, D.C., but I would list, I would reach out to the consulates, the German mission in the United States. There's several throughout the country. There's one here in Houston, uh, all over. So, again, reach out. All right, next one, third email. And this is an oldie but a goodie, folks. And I say it's an oldie but a goodie because, well, it happens. I get it about several times a year. I signed up a while back and I don't remember my password. Can you help me recover it? Well, it's simple. One, if you're talking about the BerlinBrigade.com registry password, then all you have to do is go to BerlinBrigade.com slash registry. And several, several, no, seven times on that page, the password appears seven times on that page. Now, if you're talking about other other um, associations or anything like that, BerlinBrigade.com is not affiliated with any other associations. Therefore, we would have no, no password. Um, you, there's no way to recover it from us. We have nothing to do with any other association. So kind of remember that. But Again, BerlinBrigade.com slash registry. It's the one that has a list of all the units. You click on it, then it asks you for a password. Well, prior to clicking on a unit, the password is there seven times on that page. So uh, please take a look. All right, folks. Uh, let's see. I'm recording this uh, Sunday morning. So 
The Berlin, speaking of the registry, the Berlin Brigade registry is up to date as of Sunday, October 20th. It is done. I did that first thing this morning. And uh, don't forget to submit your email updates. I received an email saying, hey, how come my information is no longer there? It was there. How? Why isn't it there? So I don't know if most of you remember back in April, I sent out an email. And it said, you don't have to do anything. It just lets me know if your email is uh, email address is still valid. Well, that individual's email address came back as invalid, came undeliverable because it didn't exist anymore. See, apparently the individual just quit using that email address and is now using another one. So quickly I responded, said, hey, look, on April, I sent this out. It came back as undeliverable. This is the email address that I that you had provided. And the only way to get back on it is to submit one with a submit a new registry entry with your with your um, email with your new updated email address there we go and there we go so sure enough that individual submitted and that individual as of October 20th is online so kudos to him and kudos to anybody else so make sure that if you want to, to see your information I will be doing another update next uh, next April and so I'll do that once a year just to make sure we're up to date all right, so here, here's the, the neat thing. Ooh, okay, there we go. Now you know what I'm going to talk about next. Yep, that's right. Halloween in Berlin. See, as Americans, we tried to bring a little bit of home, not just to Berlin, but just about to every every base U.S. soldiers, you could find U.S. soldiers on anywhere, not just in, in Germany, but in Korea, in, in England, in um, U.S. soldiers, U.S. armed forces. There we go. Uh, just about anywhere while we were there, while we were, you know, in, in Germany and, and while we were it was during the Cold War during our time. And, uh, well, you know, without a doubt, we brought Halloween with us. We, we brought that was that was our holiday growing up. I remember that that plastic, the plastic cape and the hard plastic face covered shield or mask, the Batman mask. You were Batman, right? That was it. Remember that the flammable plastic, you know, getting close to the heater and off you went just like that. So, the same thing applies. So, today. No, it doesn't apply today. Like, you can't even have those. They don't even make... I think it's, like, against the law to actually make those or to even have them wearing them or something. So, anyway, that's beside the point. What I'm getting at is that we brought a little bit of home with us no matter where we went. So, it was Halloween, and we celebrated Halloween in Berlin. It was a lot of fun. I know that we tried to make it... Um, we tried to make it fun. I know one one Halloween and, and, and Alpha Company 6 of the 502nd... We did a the basement area. They turned it into a haunted basement, the supply room area, the commo room and all of that. They tried to turn that into a haunted uh, house where they t the dependent kids came in and they went through there and they tried to scare the bejesus out of them and stuff like that. Well, it, it, it was pretty cool. One of my roommates, he was all painted up. He had all the blood and everything. It was pretty cool. There's a picture of him somewhere on the Internet. I'll find it. But it was a lot of fun. So now... This this is kind of where it differs. So I asked the internet. It's like, well, do Germans celebrate? Because I've been hearing, yes, they have been. Yes, they do celebrate Halloween. But it was more of a thing that just recently kicked up. So I found this interesting, interesting uh, website. It says, Halloween is celebrated mainly, quote, Halloween is celebrated mainly in the United States. The origin of Halloween actually comes from Ireland. But do Germans celebrate Halloween? Question mark. Yes, exclamation mark. Even though Halloween has no roots in the German culture, it is being celebrated nowadays in Germany. The day after Halloween, or which is the 1st of November, is Allerheiligen, Allerheiligen Tag, All Saints Day. 
And it's a public holiday in Germany and in, in, in the five of the 16 German states, namely Baden-Württemberg, Bayern, Rheinland-Pfalz, Nordheim-Westfalen, and the Saarland. And in these states, post offices, banks, schools, are they're going to be closed. So this is a great reason for many Germans to celebrate Halloween. Okay, now here's kind of where it all differs. Here's where I don't agree. The first parties and or attempts to introduce Halloween to, to the Germans happened at the end of the 1990s. That's what it says. I'm not kidding. I'm reading it to you. It started more like a trend where clubs and bars were offering Halloween parties nights, especially when the next day is a holiday anyways. Most of the TV stations would show horror movies starting at midnight or a few hours before midnight for those people who would like to save, who would, who would likely who like to be safe, oh, safe, I'm sorry, it's a typo, safe and stay at home. Many of the candy manufacturers use Halloween as for their marketing strategy. Soon, more and more people were into Halloween and enjoyed wearing costumes, consuming candy. Little German kids now go outside, uh, go now go outside house to house and say the catchphrase, or say the phrase, Susa sonst gibt sadis, which literally translate to trick or treat to collect their share of candy. Which is pretty cool. But again, it's introduced. The first parties under attempts to introduce Halloween to the Germans happened at the end of the 1990s. Um, maybe that's when it picked up. But really, um, and because others will say it was that party atmosphere of a post-unified or post-unification Germany that pushed <clears throat> the introduction of Halloween into the German culture. I say it was us. All of us, all the American soldiers, sailors, Marines, Air Force people, air, everybody, family members, especially the family, family members, especially the family members with kids, because we wanted to keep our traditions alive. When we went overseas, we took a little bit of home with us and we kept those traditions alive far from home that help instill the acceptance and growth of Halloween into the German culture. So you see where I'm going with this? I think we had a lot more to do with it than this little article does. And I'll post a link to that article and see if you agree. Now, it was written back in 2012, and it's called livinglanguage.com, and it's their blog. But I really don't see where that's at. And I guess it's one of those, we'll enjoy it, we like it, we have it, so we'll go with that. It's ours, so we'll keep it. So, everyone, um, time to wrap this up. So, well, let me know what you think about episode 105 of the, of the um, com podcast. And if always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, and get a hold of me on Twitter at Berlin Brigade, all one word, Berlin Brigade's all one word, and uh, email davidberlinbrigade.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, folks, I, uh, I am your host, David Guerra. 3rd Platoon, Alpha Company, 6th Battalion, 502nd Infantry. I thank you for your time. I do appreciate you for, for, for allowing me and the BerlinBrigade.com to continue being part of your post-Berlin Brigade life. And uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Also, follow us on Instagram under the name Berlin Brigade. And also, follow us on Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash Berlin Brigade. And again, Berlin Brigade smashed into all one word. So, until next time, Danke schön, auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Endstation. Bitte alle aussteigen.